The Bitcoin Layer is proud to be sponsored by Foundation Devices. Go check out their beautiful Passport hardware wallet and make sure to get your Bitcoin into cold storage today. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Layer. I'm Nick Batia, and today's episode is about de-dollarization. We're going to look at the Euro, the Chinese Yuan, Gold, and Bitcoin, and determine if any of these competitors actually stand a chance to contribute to de-dollarization over the medium term. Everywhere you look, it's de-dollarization. Headlines and narratives, of course. Because on the ground and within the banking system, it seems that all anybody wants is dollars. How realistic is de-dollarization? Not very, especially when you look at the hard numbers. In today's post, we'll explore how hopes of a Eurocentric, Yuan-centric, Gold-centric monetary system are all intangible. We'll also explore Bitcoin adoption and how Bitcoin is potentially the only competitor with promising momentum. Now, the first chart I want to show you guys is the world currency composition of FX reserves. What we see here is that the dollar has about 60% in terms of global FX reserves around the world. This means that about 60% of all currency reserves held by central banks and governments are held in dollar form. And what's second place? The euro with about 20% and in a distant fifth place behind the yen as well as the British pound, we see the Chinese yuan with less than 3% of global FX reserves. Now, this is a long way from China challenging the US dollar in any way, shape or form. But before we get into China, I want to first quickly talk about the euro. Now, Europeans are often offended when we refer to their currency as an experiment. But in a little over two decades, the euro has failed to show a unified government bond market so as to support the euro denomination with a risk-free asset or an asset that is determined to be a risk-free instrument within the euro spectrum. Currently, German boons, the government bonds of Germany, serve as that risk-free asset within the euro, but we have different yields across the spectrum between government bonds issued by European countries. And for that reason, risk managers that are looking at how to allocate safely to the euro have to make an additional credit assessment between nations. This is not the recipe for a unified capital market and a recipe for a world reserve currency when you don't even have a government bond market that is pervasive across the entire denomination like we have for U.S. Treasuries. Now back to China. Surely China is the competitor to pose the most serious threat here, right? Wrong. I have a little public service announcement for those maybe under the impression that times have changed. The Chinese yuan is still not a convertible currency. This means that one may not, without the consent of the Chinese state authorities, transfer yuan in or out of the country of China. A fully convertible yuan would threaten the Chinese government's ability to control the exchange rate, something that itself would jeopardize the Communist Party's control on the economy. Now, this was not supposed to happen. Back in 2001, when China joined the WTO, the World Trade Organization, it promised to internationalize its currency. 
But after the great financial crisis of 2007 to 2009, we see China and Russia, other countries within the Chinese bloc, attempt to make announcements of de-dollarization, but it doesn't really end up in the global aggregate numbers. I want to show you this headline from 2010. November of 2010, China and Russia to drop dollar in bilateral trade. Well, over a dozen years ago, if we had identified this headline as the beginning of de-dollarization, we would have been gravely wrong. Why? The dollar versus a basket of other currencies has actually appreciated 20% in the last dozen years, and the amount of FX reserves held by the world in dollars is mostly unchanged, as well as the amount of foreign exchange transactions that have the dollar on at least one side of it. Bank of International Settlements has assigned this number at upwards to 88%. The dollar is still dominating all FX settlement around the world. Now I have one example for you on why Chinese yuan internationalization is not working. Take China's Belt and Road Initiative, in which China is building out infrastructure across Eurasia and Africa that directly facilitates trade between China and the rest of the world. As a part of the initiative, China lends money to other nations in order to build these projects. Now, initially, these loans were made in which currency? Chinese yuan. But what did the borrowers do? They immediately swapped the yuan for dollars in order to spend on materials and labor for the project. Why? Because the Chinese yuan is largely useless on the global market. So in a hilarious turn of events for the proponents of this yuan-centric future, Belt and Road Initiative loans are now predominantly issued in which currency? You guessed it, US dollars. But what about Saudi Arabia considering selling oil for yuan? We see this headline from the Wall Street Journal, Saudi Arabia considers accepting yuan instead of dollars for Chinese oil sales. But what is the reality? We actually see that on the ground, Middle Eastern nations and leaders are saying the exact opposite. We have a great article from Javier Blas that was put out in the opinion section of Bloomberg very recently. And the title of this article is The Myth of the Inevitable Rise of a Petro One. We're talking about how oil sales across the world, which are currently 80% done in U.S. dollars, might be going toward a more yuan-based denomination. We actually don't see this happening at all. And I have a great quote from Javier's article for you today about this dynamic. He says, Ask quietly in government circles in Riyadh, Abu Dhabi, Kuwait City, or Doha about the Petro One, and the response even in the weeks following Xi's visit to Riyadh, is unanimous. The petrodollar is here to stay. On a recent trip to the region, I didn't hear a single official talking seriously about making preparations to introduce a new currency to the mix. The answers sound a lot like this. What's in it for us? The greenback is freely convertible. The yuan isn't. The dollar is liquid. The yuan isn't. That's the polite version the more candid answers sounded even more emphatic about the absurdity of turning to a managed currency produced by an opaque and unpredictable financial machine. 
Great quote from Javier there. And what's more, Saudi Arabia and the UAE both have currencies that are pegged to the dollar. So it doesn't make sense to start engaging in yuan-based oil trade when these economies depend on their link to the dollar to survive. We take a quick break to bring you a message from our sponsor. Passport is the Bitcoin hardware wallet you already know how to use. With a gorgeous design and familiar interface, Passport makes it easier than ever to self-custody your Bitcoin. No more sitting at your computer and staring at tiny screens. With Passport, you can easily view your balance and move Bitcoin in and out of cold storage. Make sure to go check it out at thebitcoinlayer.com foundation and use the promo code BITCOINLAYER for $10 off your purchase. Now, let's bring it back to the United States here. Foreign countries are not abandoning U.S. government debt as the American fiscal picture does spiral out of control. In aggregate, holdings are up significantly over the last two decades. Take a look at this chart. What we see here is that 20 years ago, the aggregate amount of treasuries held by foreign entities was about $1 trillion. Today, well over $7 trillion. So this is not de-dollarization, and it isn't either foregoing the U.S. Treasury as the world's reserve asset. We can see the numbers are clear. The aggregate number of Treasury holdings by foreign entities continues to be on the rise, despite a little drop over the last year or so. If we look a little bit closer at the numbers, we can see that in 2023, Japan had about 385 billion of Treasuries. China had about 120 billion of Treasuries. But now, Japan over a trillion and China close to a trillion. That number was above a trillion. It has declined a little bit, but you have to zoom out and look at the bigger picture on how the dollar and U.S. treasuries are deeply entrenched in the financial system. Now, how does foreign ownership of Chinese bonds compare to these treasury numbers? Well, we can see that $500 billion worth of Chinese bonds are owned by foreign entities, right? This is only one fourteenth the size of the $7 trillion owned by foreign entities of U.S. treasuries. We also can see that the total amount of U.S. bonds owned by foreign entities is about $12 trillion. So only about one twenty-fourth of the size is what we have foreign entities owning Chinese government bonds versus U.S. Treasuries. What else would need to change in order for investors to flee U.S. Treasuries for Chinese government securities? Well, for starters, a resolution to the technology Cold War that is going on between China and the United States for the past five years. We know that back in 2018, U.S. companies were banned from selling software and hardware to Chinese telecommunication providers. That was only the beginning of much more tariffs, restrictions, and bans in terms of trading between U.S. and China. And it is going both ways. Now, does that dynamic make way for confidence that the world should go toward a more yuan-based system? No, I believe it does not. Is there any optimism, though, on the U.S. fiscal side as we do see deficits pile up in the United States? Well, if the U.S. continues to run deficits above a trillion dollars, it is going to be extremely negative for the fiscal position, especially with regard to the interest payments on the debt 
as a proportion of total tax revenue. But we do see that U.S. debt to GDP has actually declined from 135% to 120%. That is up from only about 100% a few years ago before the pandemic. So it is a very pressing situation looking at the U.S. government debt to GDP. However, you can sense some optimism that perhaps the U.S. debt to GDP can taper and can remain in this range without spiraling out of control. Lower interest rates will help the fiscal position as well. Now, I want to talk really quickly about gold. Does gold and a gold-centric monetary system pose any threat for the dollar? Well, official holdings of gold, including central bank reserves, clock in at around $2 trillion. This amount falls far short of the $12 trillion held by foreign entities of U.S. government bonds. It also is about four times the size, the amount that foreign entities hold of Chinese government bonds. Remember, that's about one half of a trillion dollars. But it doesn't really capture the entire picture about gold and its role for the future of money. Now, gold is a physical commodity, and it doesn't have any relevance whatsoever as an international settlement tool like the dollar is. In fact, statistics don't even exist for how much international cross-border trade occurs in gold because, frankly, it doesn't. Gold is still a crucial neutral asset for investors, an apolitical asset, but the world is unlikely to return to such a level of analog trade. That leaves us with Bitcoin. Now, what we can see is that Bitcoin's $600 billion market value, which slightly exceeds the amount of bonds held by foreign entities that are issued by Chinese entities, but it still remains shy of official gold reserves. So with all this, we can see that the energy around the discovery of this neutral digital commodity is creeping up toward gold and has actually, by this one measure, exceeded the demand for Chinese fixed income instruments. Now, I have some statistics for you to show you just how widespread the adoption of Bitcoin is. We can see now that there are over 50 nations around the world with a Bitcoin adoption rate of 10% or higher and a staggering 20 nations around the world with an adoption rate of 18% or higher. This is based off of Statista data. And I have the graphs for you here. You can see Nigeria, a 45% adoption rate. And on down the list, the United States there at 16% adoption rate. Several countries in Africa, Southeast Asia, and Latin America with very high adoption rates here in Bitcoin. What does this tell us? This tells us that Some people have measured there to be about 40 million Bitcoin users around the world. I've seen numbers up to about 200 million people. So it tells us that we are heading to 1 billion Bitcoin users across the world over the coming years. And that is what poses the most serious threat to the dollar as the world reserve currency relative to the euro, the Chinese yuan and gold. Now, with Bitcoin at only $600 billion in market value and the total value of USD bond markets and stock markets issued by U.S. entities being 
over $100 trillion, we can see that Bitcoin is still at least a factor of 100 away from challenging the dollar as a world reserve currency. That cannot physically happen in five to 10 years. So this Bitcoin adoption story is a longer term story, but it is very clear to us at the Bitcoin layer that within the four competitors to the dollar, Euro, Yuan, Gold, and Bitcoin, Bitcoin is the only one with the clear momentum to one day challenge the dollar. Thanks for sticking with us here today at the Bitcoin layer. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at thebitcoinlayer.com slash subscribe. We have a free weekly newsletter and it is an important weekly read to stay up on what's going on with Bitcoin and global macro. Thanks and we'll see you next time. The Bitcoin Layer is sponsored by Foundation Devices. See what best-in-class Bitcoin cold storage feels like at thebitcoinlayer.com slash foundation and enter promo code BITCOINLAYER for $10 off your passport. Now, the passport wallet is one of the most beautiful hardware wallets I've ever seen. I have one. I got set up with Foundation's concierge service. This allows you to set up your passport, pair it with your Envoy app, track your Bitcoin balance on your phone, and receive Bitcoin to cold storage without ever having to touch your passport. I really recommend this device. You guys should go check it out and make sure to get your Bitcoin into self-custody and off exchanges today.